You may not even realize, but every single day, we are faced with making decisions from simple things such as what to eat for lunch, what show to watch on Netflix, what clothes to wear, to making big decisions in all areas of our lives. But how do you know that you are on the right track? And if you're not, how do you adjust and make changes? Pivoting is what allows us to navigate this. Pivots in your life don't really mean failures. They mean opportunity, and they really stand for your visions. They include your crazy ideas and new beginnings. Pivots is for the dreams that you never had. Pivots is what your dreams should be supported by. My guest today is Susan Montanaro. Susan is a brilliant friend, sister, and auntie. Susan's strengths, courage, and tenancy led her to become a certified holistic health and wellness counselor in 2006. She earned her bachelor's in social work in 2017 and master in clinical and social work in 2021. Always the cheerleader, Susan encourages others to be true to themselves, embrace their beauty and flaws. She's an obsessed people geek. She's looking to shake up the culture in which we live and work today. Susan is a psychotherapist based in New York and also is a host of Dreams and Detours podcast. So please join in into our conversation. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow System, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com 
to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Hey, money bosses, welcome back. Annie's here and I'm excited for my conversation with my guest today. So first of all, Suzanne, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. I know. I am excited. So what are we talking about today? Um, I, you know, a typical conversation on this, on this podcast is focused on finances, but I want to put finances and anything relating to, to that topic just aside for, for a minute and really really focus on helping folks understand how making decisions about changes in your life or as you want to think about pivoting and how a financial part of it is not an issue. How do you become sort of the master of that? Because as, as you and I were talking about before this, Susan, I think the decisions that you're going to make are not just like one and done. It almost comes down to us uh, thinking about and, and taking steps on a daily basis. So you know, I want to hear, you know, from the work that you've done with your clients, what are some of the right steps? What are some, some of the right practices? What questions do we ask? How do we have a conversation? How do we sort of ignore solicited and unsolicited advice and all that good stuff? So let's dive in. Yeah, no. So this this is just a great topic. I think that people often associate pivoting, you know, and, and transition with big life events only. And that's certainly true, right? Like, as a country, as a world, we've certainly had our share of big life events that have changed a lot for us um, without warning or without maybe even our consent in some ways, it feels like. But you're right, every day we are making decisions that have ripple effect, that create even more pivot inside. How did you get started in helping people sort of deal with the life situations? So honestly, it started with myself. I wanted to make great change or I wanted to make a change. I wasn't even sure what it was. I'll be honest. I, I felt that just in totality life, I'm like, I'm not really sure where I want to live anymore. If I want to be here, I don't know that this is the career path I want to be on. And, you know, there was, I would say in every corner of my life, I wanted to change and I didn't really understand how to get started. And so it really came down to one little thing at a time that would allow me to then find the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, right? One step at a time. And so because I figured out the combination for myself and not the answers, like I want to be really clear about it. In the beginning, it was just a series of steps. And I just kept convincing myself because I'm listening to some of the you know big speakers out there in the world and just listening to some of the things that they like to prescribe. And I'm like, okay, just you don't need to know that all the answers today, but if you just keep taking steps toward yourself, toward the things that might be of interest, stay curious. I knew that it would reveal itself, like whatever that big thing was, or even small thing. So for me, that absolutely helped me to get on my way so much that when I, and I was working with clients, you know, that was still something that was already occurring for me as a wellness counselor and life coach. And I eventually would pivot into psychotherapy, which is what I do now. But whether I'm working with a client for the life coaching and wellness component, or it's in a psychotherapy capacity, it's really the same thing. It's like, how do we use who you are and what works and feels comfortable for you to create the change 
that you're looking to make, whether that's in like the way that you communicate in your relationships or changing your relationships, like it could be either one of those things. Pivot is, is just shifting yourself, shifting your, your perspective. Sometimes forgiveness can fall into the pivot category, right? You don't need to say anything necessarily out loud. You don't need to really make any grand gestures, but you could do something internally for yourself and the way that you then look out at a situation, a person, that's a pivot. And those are small little things and gestures that are actually really big in scale for us inside that we might make daily. All of it adds up. It's not comfortable, I think, at first to get started with change because people aren't really comfortable or used to it. The idea of it's really exciting. I think that's, that's alluring. I think putting it into practice and taking action steps, totally different ballgame. And I think that's where experts come into play or your tribe comes into play and definitely support on some level um, in order to really help guide the process, um, but all of it's possible and you're doing more of it. This is a message. You're doing more of it regularly than you even realize. And so hopefully that will help take some of that fear away. Yes. I think, I think, I think you nailed it. That's why I was you know, first thinking like, you know what, this is, I think decisions are steps we make just take every day. We don't even think about it. And I mean, I don't know, until we are, until we had this conversation or an idea for the recording on this topic, you know, I kind of like viewed you pivoting is sort of like, oh my gosh, I made this gigantic mistake or like, I'm not happy about something and I just need to like pivot, whether it's, you know, in the business world or uh, personally, right? So like, or in my family life. And it, it I, I don't think pivoting is like, look, looking back at what you've done and saying, I'm going to pivot because I failed. Not necessarily, right? Is that, right. It, is that the right understanding? Because I want to have a positive reaction to this word <laughs> pivoting. I like it but it tends to have some of, some of this negative um, connotation, at least in my head. It does for some people. And I will say this, um, if we look at it from the perspective of remaining open and curious, that's the first part. You can look at it from the perspective of there, there are no failures. There's just efforts and attempts, right? Life is really just a series of attempts we get up every day and we do what we do and we hope that it goes well. And even though today might for some mirror yesterday, like it's a routine and it's just the same, kind of the same thing, it actually isn't. And every day is a new opportunity to get things right, to get to work on time or to get the kids out of the door or to eat that healthy meal or whatever it is, exercise, like whatever really is meaningful to you. I think that when we, look at it from that perspective and not look at it with good or bad, right or wrong, negative, positive, attached to it, then we can just look at all of the things that we decide on and say, well, you know, it doesn't have to work out. And the thing is, that's actually true all the time. We just don't think of it that way. Every decision we make is maybe going to work out and maybe not going to work out. Like it literally does roll that way. Um, it's just that when you think you have a handle on things, and like I said, the routine is rolling, you don't realize that things don't have to always actually just go according to plan. <laughs> Often they don't for people. So I think take away the idea that everything has a or. I keep mm -hmm. saying this lately. It's not or, it's and. You know, you can have a great day and feel like, you know, there were some mistakes made or some of the decisions in this case is nor some of the decisions that you made, you, you 
won't make those again, or you won't make those choices again, because now they've revealed themselves and you're like, yeah, that's, I've learned something, but I'm not going to go back for seconds. Um, well, learning part is the most important part. So taking a step toward things that are meaningful or just trying things on and trying things out. Oh my gosh, I can't recommend that enough. Actually, that's when you start to really shape your life and pivot or change or shift or get what you, what you're hoping to achieve out of it. So yeah, I, I like that. Thank you for thank you for reshaping that or rescinding yeah. that because certainly you want to leave the negative association around it. So clients that I work with or you know, just part of what personal financial planning is about is helping people navigate like the big decisions around finances when you are making these, you know, changes, life changes, right? Whether it's you're starting a family, uh, you know, grow, uh, getting married, uh, buying a first house. Uh, getting closer to send your kids to college. I mean, like it could, it's on a spectrum or navigating all these, you know, life, everyday life decisions in between. Maybe you're getting closer to retirement. And now that's a big, scary question. I was just earlier today with the, was with the client on the phone, just trying to help, uh, hold her hand. She's making a decision about, do I take survivor benefits in my pension or I don't? And what is that going to do? So like, all of these things that I get to work with clients really kind of center around the numbers that like, but there's so much that comes out of the conversation that is like numbers don't lie. They tell you the truth, the way that they are. They either work or they don't, right? So, and I am by no means an expert on that. I call it the softer side. That's your expertise, right? The coaching and um, all of that comes. So how do we help? Like if we were to think about, you know, these big life, changes and decisions that somebody has to make. Finances, let's kind of run this example. Finances are not an issue. Like all of that, all of the numbers work work out, but you are yet still sort of stuck in uncertainty and, and wanting to make the steps um, so that you can get your goals accomplished. So what would be some of the sort of first steps to take, things to think about, questions to ask yourself? Yeah, I think once the financial picture is not the scariest part of the equation, then it really becomes a function of, do you know what you want to take a step toward? Do you know what it is that you're looking for to add to your life, right? And so we would start really in that kind of corner and distill down what it is that a person either feels is missing or that they already have outlined and they understand they want to obtain for themselves, like a direction they want to move into. And I think the easiest way to really start considering that and looking at it is working with a coach, working with a, you know, a psychotherapist, if that's what you need, you know, need, or that's the, the desired um, kind of guidance and support you're looking for. There are no wrong answers there. I think what's really important is that a person looks deep at what they would like to explore. They educate themselves. Um, if there's a day in the life opportunity, you know, wearing that hat or shadowing and being in an environment that's close to where they want to go, what they're striving for, all of those things are lately a little more available than not, it seems like. And really, it's just a function of how do we create the goal, the structure, and then some small tactical steps. I really feel like when we break things down into bite-sized pieces, I think bite-sized pieces are always so much easier to imagine. They're easier to consider and take you know, a hold of, and they're easier to digest. And so when we create the small steps for someone in a tactical plan, it makes so much more sense. We don't learn anything in our lives 
overnight. We didn't learn to run or even walk before we were crawling, right? We didn't learn language, but a little at a time, just like everything else in our growing up and growing years, everything came in doses and hopefully it was stackable. Like for some people, it's harder to become stackable because they might have some, you know, things that hold them back, but really like learning is stackable and it's the same experience for an adult. If you wanted to learn another language, if you wanted to go down a new career path, if you wanted to change uh, where you live, there's so much great information, but it's all like little bite size. And I say, let's start with a plan. Let's start with some stackable learning and get someone immersed so that whatever fears are holding them back, they can start to let them melt away and kind of get a taste for things. Um, slowly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It certainly helps. I I like that, that you can break it down into these bite steps, because again, like big decisions, right, are certainly aren't made. I mean, maybe some people make big decisions like pretty quickly, but that's where you kind of started our chat uh, today, addressing the fact that small decisions we make on a daily basis. And so if you think about it, oh my gosh, this big thing coming up, and I need to really be ready. Look back, right? I, I mean, I'm just really more speaking my mind, but I would look back and see, okay, what have I done? What little baby steps I've taken so far to get to a point where like, okay, today, if we're talking about retirement or if we're talking about getting married and starting a family together, there's a lot of small small steps that go into it. And so um, when you look at this context, um, of like arriving at that point where the decision happens, right? Or the pivot is final, I guess, is pivot like sort of a continuous uh, event versus like, hey, I've, I've arrived, I've gotten married or I've had a baby. I there's more things. I feel like, well, life continues, right? So a couple of things that I kind of heard in there. First of all, like life continues. And, and if you are, by the way, a person who's bold and likes to make big, bold choices and go like all in, by the way, nothing wrong with that. I think identifying the individual identifying yourself as the person and knowing who you are, what your tolerance is for stress, what your tolerance is for, um, I use failure lightly, just meaning like non-success in terms of, is it okay if it doesn't work the first time? Are you totally on board? And are you as energized to go back for more and try something else? Like you want to feel out the temperament of a person. But yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we keep living. So we keep morphing. And if we keep morphing, that means we keep, we keep waking up and making decisions. And they're always dovetailing onto the ones we've already made because we're, we're still stacking onto yesterday. And even when you get rid of or discard certain parts, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you, even when you rebuild, unless you're demolishing literally everything, mm-hmm. usually it's like, okay, I'm going to redo a room, but the foundation is there. The basement's there. The first floor might be there. Maybe it's on the second floor. You're redoing it. So not everything has to be like dismantled, you know? So I do think that it's an ongoing, um, and it's a function of what maybe the choice you made last year or last month or yesterday. And so now new choices, new opportunities are connected and, and available to you. I, I think everything is sort of a con- continuum in that way. Yeah, I, I, I've heard a phrase that kind of helps me you know, center sometimes where like, you know, in the moments of chaos or a lot of things happening, um, if, you know, whatever it is that's happening, it's really temporary. And these changes, right, and steps that you're, or decisions you're making are also not forever. So if something doesn't work out, right, you can pivot again. That's, I think, the beauty of, of the sort of kind of framework in your head 
that, um, and I don't know, some people take longer to make decisions, right? Or they think through and ask for help and get their significant others involved. I, I, others are sort of easier at that or faster. And mm -hmm. it's okay, either way, I think it's fine. But it's just, I don't know, for me, it just helps to know that like, okay, if I made a bad decision, I can make another another one and it might be a better one. And the thing with that is it, it's practice, right? Like, so just imagine like it was about, let's just use travel. Like, oh, I really want to go on this trip. I'm going to go by myself. It's really far away. The plane ride is nine hours, blah, 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 blah. And you do it. You like, you book the trip. You've never been to this location. You get on the plane. You're like, oh my God, all this trepidation, but you're nervous and you're going. And when you land, you know, oh my God, I don't speak the language. I hope it, you know, you're thinking through all the steps that are going to occur, like a meet more immediately. How am I going to make my way to the hotel or da, 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 da. And then you get there and whatever, there might be some hiccups, maybe not, but you know, you get there, you get through it. Not only uh, are you now hopefully not as fearful to create another trip, but hopefully, even if that was that destination wasn't like the end all be all and it wasn't nearly as, you know, exciting or exotic or whatever your mind thought it might be. Hopefully the fact that you don't feel the need to be as nervous, you'll be able to book something again. And even if you haven't been to that location, it's like, okay, I've done this already. And you kind of get into a practice, the same thing with any other life choices. The, even the people who are slower to pull the trigger on it. Once they do, a lot of the hype is just in the front end. Once you mm -hmm. do something though, and get beyond that very superficial hype, the next time around, it's a lot easier because you kind of already know how you might respond in situations. You start to know yourself. You start to trust yourself. That is really the true essence of everything we do and everything we are. It's knowing who we are, trusting our own ability to make decisions and respond so that we're healthy, we're safe, we're happy, and that things are will work at least as favorably as they can in any given situation. I mean, that's really the core practice. It's all practice. Mm -hmm. what, what are your thoughts on like the gut feeling, right? Like a lot of times I personally make decisions like it does feel good, like, or it doesn't feel good. And that's not what I'm going to do. How, how, how does something like that play into like, okay, I'm going to go for it or or not. Or I think that... you have to trust yourself. I think that yeah. you've nailed it. You absolutely must trust yourself. If your body is starting to signal sensation on any level and mm -hmm. sending you a message that something doesn't feel right or, or take a deeper look at that, why would you ignore that? We are born. We do not speak when we're born. We cry as babies. We wiggle. We make sounds. We do all sorts of things. Everything is vibration-based. And as babies, we respond to the vibration, to the energy. You can be an, have an infant and you could be smiling and cooing and laughing, but saying really ugly, mean-spirited things. Mm -hmm. That baby just feels the vibration of ooh and ah. And just like you could be screaming with like a horrible face, oh, I love you. And, but the baby's scared to death because it's seeing this like very frightening face. It's feeling this negative energy and the child will respond to the vibration. So gut instincts, when the gut speaks to you, there's something real going on there to ignore it. That's your first language. Why would you ignore it? Mm -hmm. That's my take on it. My take is always, you know, trust yourself enough to know that there's more uh, you may not have the answer just by saying, I need to trust myself. You might have to dig in because you may not be used to that. But I would say, don't ignore it, um, investigate it for sure. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. that. So 
for those for those who have significant others or you know people that are close to them and in, in context of whatever pivots they're making in their life um you know i mean i usually discuss things you know either with my husband or it depends like if it's the, these are business decisions and things like that like it's good to have you know a conversation so how do you have the conversation that really turns out to be a productive right because you you could state your point here's what i'm thinking um, you can hear an opinion that may not be something that you wanted to hear, right? But you've asked for it. So like, how do you navigate these conversations with others about whatever pivot that you're you know, working on? Yeah. So there's a few things in there. I mean, first and foremost, if it's your partner, your spouse, and it's a it's going to impact you financially, obviously the conversation must happen, right? Everyone needs to be on board or at least discuss um, if those conditions uh, will be satisfactory or at least not put at risk anything in the household, right? Then there's the idea of input. Like I would like to get the input and the feedback from. I think as an individual, it would be smart to go to the people who could provide you the kind of input, not that you're looking for like, oh, he's going to lie to me and blow smoke. And so I'll ask him. It's more, do I respect this person's business savvy? Do I respect that they know a bit about this particular topic or area that I want to dive into? You know, who's, the, who's an expert that I could uh, bounce some things off of? I think if you want to have just a general conversation with like, oh, your friends or your spouse and, you know, you're just sort of looking for um, some feedback, I think you just have to be really conscious of the source of person, you know, if you're asking a spouse, it's totally not in your field. This is not a financial dilemma for either of you. Then you're really, maybe it's a time management. Maybe the feedback is going to be a function of, oh, if my partner does this, we'll have less time together. And maybe your friends will be like, oh, I take risks all the time, or I like to dive into new projects or what have you. And so that's a good person to talk to because what you're deciding or thinking of think you're thinking of doing is going to be a time suck or going to really require more of you. And I think it just depends who your audience is and what you think that you need in terms of feedback. I think people need a little less of it than they realize, which is why they get unsolicited or they get, uh, they ask, they, it is solicited, but it's, it's so skewed or it's, it's not really resonating with them. And I think it's because you have to be thoughtful of who you're asking these questions to and why you've gone to them and what they really know about either you or the, the topic um, and how that can help be helpful or maybe harmful, you know? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And also like what happens when you do get the unsolicited advice, right? If it's a big life decision, let's say you're changing careers, right? And you've checked all the boxes, finances, financially wise, it works. It, you know, sort of passes all those tests. And then Here's somebody, you know, gives you or family member asks, like, why would you um, stop working at this awesome company and all these benefits and the great pay and going to go start and do uh, your, you know, your own business? That's a typical, right? Like that. And I get the, the conversation around unsolicited comments, commentary, advice, and so on. That's a huge theme, theme in my psychotherapy work. Uh, I work with so many clients who are ongoing dealing with you know, if, if for a variety of reasons, like everyone's so different and the circumstances are, but it's the same thing. It's this family member, you know, decided to tell me this, or this person grilled me for that, or I'm feeling judged by this person because I wanted X. And that's a huge conversation for me in therapy. And, you know, it's really a function of working with these individuals to discover how much of you needs this permission or needs this 
you, you need someone to green light you. How much of it would you prefer to not ever hear and you're not, you, you want to shut it down? You know, if we have to get to the bottom of how much the individual either wants or does not want this information. And then we come up with language that's theirs and that's suitable for the relationship um, to tell someone essentially to back off or thank you. I appreciate the input. I'll let you know if I need any more. Like there's a lot of ways in which you can be super polite. Some people don't want to be polite. And so we still try to navigate so that they are because it's for them in the end. It's really for them, no matter how much you want to tell someone off. It really, it's always for you to um, feel better when you reflect back on it, that you handled it with some dignity um, Mm -hmm. and some kindness. But yeah, there's a lot of ways in which to tell someone to, you know, to bugger off (laughs) and mind their own business for sure. It's, it, and it's hard. It's definitely hard in all contexts. Yes. You know, professionally, it's hard. And uh, I, in family dynamic, it's, it's all together, right? Especially like if you're supposed to respect your elderly, right? Like your parents and, and grandparents, like, well, somehow they're supposed to know better because they're, you know, elderly, they live the life, but some cases they really don't know. It's <laughs> not always true. It's not always true. And even in those cases, you know, there's a gentle way of saying, Thank you. That is so awesome that you thought of me and you thought of this situation. I'm good for now. I'm good for now, but I will totally bring it. I'll bring it back up to you if I have, if I have questions or if I'm, if I'm finding myself in a dilemma, but thank you. And I think that that sends the message that you, you want to kind of shut the, co- the conversation and the topic. So yeah, it's hard. You no, know, it's it definitely, I, you know, I'm sure everybody's listening had one or, you know, one or two instances like that. So, oh yes. How, so how can our listeners connect with you? Um, I know you you mentioned um, the, the life coaching and psychotherapy that you do. So do tell more. Yeah. So I, I have been doing the work um, for quite some time in terms of life coaching and wellness counseling. I love actually doing that. I'm a psychotherapist for about a year now. And so that's been rolled in. I am found on uh, Susan at dreamsdetours.com. That would be the email that is easiest for people to find me. My website is dreamsdetours.com. And I have my own podcast, Dreams and Detours, right? So it's keeping with the theme of where we start and what we plan versus um, the detours life throw us. That's where that all came from. But I, I work closely with people, getting them started. I offer 30 minute consults that are free because I know that it takes a moment to sit down and kind of lay the groundwork for things that people want to discuss or at least uh, dive into about what's happening with them, whether that's on a psychotherapy level or it's on a life coaching level. You know, I like to offer that. So at the website, you can absolutely find me there and uh, I'd be happy to meet you. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love the name of your podcast, by the way. It Thank kind of, you. It speaks for itself, like all the dreams and all the tours you're going to make and steps and pivoting and changes you have to kind of go through are going to get you closer, hopefully, to your dreams. So Absolutely. That, that's awesome. I will share all the links um, uh, with our listeners and the show notes. So um, do, do check them out. Um, any last minute thoughts before we close? No, other than I love, I love the work that you're doing. I love your podcast. It's been such a treat to be on it. And hopefully, you know, a slight departure from the, some of the traditional conversations that you have. I hope that people are able to put um, into use some of the information that you and I got to talk about today. So thank you again for having me. 
Yes, I appreciate it. And it's actually very true. I, you know, um, I kind of, I kind of, you know, have this platform to be able to have these conversations because it isn't about always, you know, the hardcore numbers, uh, which are very much necessary, but it's like, what about the rest of the life? Because I'm not the only one asking questions. I'm not the only one dealing with that. So it's awesome to connect with experts like yourself, Susan. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Hey, Money Boss, thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, So don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, And of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.